from Cool Games Inc. Episode six. Six. I know you're supposed to be confident in these intros, mm-hmm. but I it's... did. I was unsure of what the number was. Well, I, I like that. Like you were confident for most of that sentence, and then you did pitch it up at the end there. So, um, if I just speak like that normally, then maybe I can hide it when I really am confused about something. Yeah, that's just that Griffin McCoy intonation that we all know and love. I think that that would make people pull their hair out, and more importantly, pull RSS feed out of their podcast app. <laughs> That's and not what we want. Nick Robinson, how did we do last week vis-a-vis financial fungible rewards for the hard work and labor that we put into? And I'm really dragging this out because I can't. Oh, Glass House. Uh, yeah, okay. Because I was going to answer your question with a question, which was what was our game last week? <laughs> uh, you know. It wasn't so much a game as it just was an innovative, to use mm-hmm. it in the British parlance, an innovative. Aluminium. An aluminium skeletal. Innovative video gaming platform, Glasshouse. How did yes. we do? Uh, it did great, and I'm not saying that in a goof <laughs> way. It was a, it was a really, really, really good idea. I yeah. can't. I like this is one of those episodes that I think is going to stick with me for a while. Where I'm just every day I wake up and I look over at my 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 little gaming shelf, my little gaming zone, and I go, oh man, because there's no nothing I can eat. And yeah, that's, that's going to haunt me for a minute. The other day I got really hungry and really desperate. And I was playing some uh, Pokemon Fire Red on my Game Boy Advance Micro, uh-huh. and I just fucking swallowed that little guy whole. And I, 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 I drank some um, sparkling lime flavored water from HEP to try and like get it, just force it down there, down mm-hmm. the throat hole, and it didn't work. And I died, and I am a digital ghost. Wow, that's well, that's that's not the worst like setup for a for a even a, a game. Like the idea of a guy who chokes death on Pokemon, that somehow being the... Well, let, well, let's be honest. First of all, knowing my um, predilection for sticking Nintendo toys in my mouth, it's only a matter of time mm-hmm. before I die from choking on something that just has no right to be in there in the first place. Some, I mean, someday Nintendo catches up on the Amiibo supply. Right. You catch up with their supply, and then you got to start grabbing for maybe some GBA cards. Um, right, and that's the other thing. If I did choke to death trying to, like, ambitiously... Like at least they're gonna put that in my my uh, obituary. Like he ambitiously tried to swallow a video game. It would be something from the Pokemon milieu. Obviously, I also think it would be it would be nice of them to say like, no, he it wasn't fire red leaf green. This dude went for the original. He put the full square one by one cartridge. Yeah, down um, his gullet. God bless him. He almost got it there. Almost made it to the old duodenum, but it got stuck in a flap. Yeah, and that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Human bodies, man, they're amazing. Should we get into the things that people sent in? Because uh, like much like last week, uh, this is the only way I have to keep track of it. I did a about a 25-minute video with our friend Phil Kohler in which we play Hearthstone together, and I call mm-hmm. him a cuck just over and over. Just I repeatedly assault if, him with that word. If people um, haven't seen Cuckstone, the kind of hidden video series within a video series that's yeah. happening within you guys' Hearthstone videos, it is it is very worth watching. I step, give it a step two away thumbs for, up. Step away for 25 minutes, called him cuck like 115 times in, the, in that span. <laughs> but more importantly, I stepped away from Twitter, came back 438 mentions gz crazy gang it's a bunch it's a bunch to get through but we do it and we do it for the love of the the love of the game love of the game and the love of that money that yeah mostly that that's what i'm getting at the real shame is that smart glass sold like gangbusters both the like initial peripheral and then like the oh the attachments holy Mm. shit for all that filament for all that tasty for that tasty game goo all that glass the problem is that mr dr dave lang mr dr dave lang took about a hundred percent of it he did he did some, I don't know exactly what happened, but he shuffled some numbers, he cooked the books, he fudged the books, he actually fudged the books, He's, <laughs> which is a new combo. And by the way, while that was good in one sense, because it gave me the idea for the sort of fudged flavor of filament, it yeah. is bad because it means that we are... It doesn't matter, like, it's a great idea, fudge flavor filament, like, yeah, you're playing with the controller, God, can you imagine playing a fudge controller? And then, like, oh, you man. look down at your hand, like, you play a sweaty level of Super Meat Boy, and you look down at your hands, it's just... <laughs> fudgy all over it oh yuck um but it doesn't i mean it's gonna still sell really well because people love that fudge but it doesn't matter because mr dr lang is gonna get like all that shit that would be man i'm still thinking about the meat boy fudge thing you have to hold down the right trigger almost the entire time you're playing that game imagine if the trigger is just melting and just sinking gone. in deeper yeah. and deeper into the let's do the show hey let's, yeah let's do the show though um, um can i start off with this one from long time my brother my brother and me friend drew davenport oh what's he got he, he sent in a bunch this week they're all very good but i like this one a game where you unlock exclusive content amiibo style but using real world historical artifacts 
Okay, so it's kind of uh, impose. Every player of the game is sort of a Nicolas Cage in a National Treasure situation. <laughs> yeah, if you I, thought Amiibos, if you thought like Palutena was hard to find, what if it's the Constitution? <laughs> I, I just reviewed the Twilight Princess HD where you can play through a new what they call a dungeon, and I call a. Uh, horde mode piece of shit called the Cave of Shadows, uh, but you need the Wolf Link amiibo in order to access that horde mode piece of shit. Um, what if instead of Wolf Link amiibo, um, you had to find like the Shroud of Turin and then put it right on that NFC scanner? And right. Then a little chip in the Shroud of Turin. It's like, ding, ding, here's a shitty dungeon. So putting aside the very boring question of how it would even recognize these things, I, I feel like you bring up a good point, which is the what the amiibos do isn't always that exciting and i think in order to reward the player who actually did break into the museum of national history and stole all the goods we need the in-game reward to to scale to that so what do like what would be a good well i mean this is something that nintendo has not figured out fucking at all right right? like i have a hundred million amiibos now for this dumb video series i do what fun content have i unlocked in any game Mm, none none of it none there isn't any there isn't any, and it would be so easy. Like, Smash Brothers came the closest, because it's like, train your guy and then save their stats here. Cool. Every other game is like, it's a Mario board that you can play, and there's like 16 spaces in it, and it's garbage. Oh, it's a, it's a, you know, you know how much you love the wolf-based combat in Twilight Princess? How about you do that fucking 60 times in a row? <laughs> I, I will tell you, I just put up a video on uh, YouTube.com slash Polygon this morning of what the amiibo functionality in Star Fox is, which we didn't know in Star Fox Zero, yeah. and it's kind of incredible. You unlock... If you use the Star Fox Amiibo, they wouldn't tell me what the other Amiibos do, but if you use the Star Fox Amiibo, you unlock the actual low-poly original ship from Star Fox with all the sound effects. The weapons work the same. That's cool. I'm tired of shit, like, playing that Kirby game. It's like, put the Kirby on. You put the Kirby on. It's like, uh uh-oh, Kirby's invincible for 30 seconds. Like, that sucks. I want to save shit to the Amiibo. The Amiibo's got memory up in it. Let me save shit to it. Let me go on my own adventures with the Shroud of Turin. Not to to tell Nintendo their business, but, like, I, I can't... Every day I, I, I ask myself why they haven't just made the Amiibo Skylanders equivalent of, like, the game where you can play as all your Amiibos. Like, know, it's, it's such stupid. a no-brainer. I know. Um, anyway, the one problem with this idea is that mm-hmm. you, you take your fucking Wii to the Library of Congress or whatever, and then you uh. just, like, hold it up to some shit. Well, maybe it, we maybe we collab with – you know how there's that little piece of metal in every Amiibo box that stops it from letting you scan it through the box? Yeah. Uh, maybe we get with some of our nation's greatest security forces and have them put something <laughs> – some sort of thick barrier around yeah. the most valuable diamonds on Earth. Or we just tell, like, the, uh, what I cons- would consider to be, like um, – the imposing security uh like details at these institutions and just say like if you see someone with the wii wii u gamepad just like shoot to kill yeah tackle them at, at the very least because they're on some nicholas cage shit and we know how that turned out last time and the time after that in in book of secrets um speaking of actors that people don't really think about anymore Hacha. uh ivan ulyanov had one and i think this is almost this did is you almost mean to say ivan what the how did you say that uh Let's not talk about it. Um, Ivan Jesus. At it, uh, has one that I think is like it's it's almost it's almost offensive in that it's pandering so far up our alley of the combining an actor's name with a JRPG name. Oh, but uh, Ivan Ulyanov says Charlie Sheen Megami Tensei, and I don't even think <laughs> I like. I don't even know if I want to explore that as a concept. Yeah, I just no, I don't. Wanted... I actively don't want to talk about Charlie Sheen like basically ever. But that's right, a, that's a pretty good joke. It's really just by itself on its face. It's a <laughs> it is a single entendre that I think deserved a little bit of airtime. Uh, Mario Panagetti uh, has a really good one, and it's it's less of like. We usually like stick with like titles or general game mechanics. This one really taps into uh, maybe it's pandering to uh, defunct gaming technologies, mm-hmm. which, which you know I'm very much into. Oh yeah, uh, Mario said uh, something utilizing Blockbuster's old Pokemon Snap printers. Oh, those were sick, huh? You're not, you could go in and you play Pokemon Snap. They had a little demo station set up, and then you could bring your memory card. Uh, you can plug it into the machine. Which, by the way, that that functionality, like the, the uh, I don't know if you ever played the NFL Blitz. Uh, uh, arcade game that you could bring your N64 memory card and plug it into and like use your data there in the arcade. Shit's it's the sick. tightest. It's so um, cool. But but if you what what could we possibly do that would use Blockbuster's old Pokemon Snap printers? It's a good question. I so I'm trying to remember if those things had a slot for the memory card or yes. for the or the cartridge because like oh interesting it might have been the cart. But either way, like. 
let's let's first of all let's scrap all that, strip it all out. Let's just say yeah. you're bringing in uh, something something contemporary, something modern, a flash drive. What game would you want to have a printable uh, like sort of memory to carry with you? Like, I mean, what do you I want think, in your wallet? I, I I would consider there's a, and I don't want to pursue this too far because I find it, not, it's just just not my speed. But I think there's probably a lot of perverts out there. Okay. Who if that's them. if that's our if that's the demographic you want to hunt, Griffin? I no, guess. No, it's not that the, it's not the demo I want to hunt. I'm just saying it's one that exists. But I'm saying it's the easy one. Mm-hmm. Um, we we are trying so hard to make cool games thing profitable again. Yeah. I don't know that the, the, that photo mode has enough. We could make maybe one unit. Of this machine, right? Like we mod, basically, we homebrew one of those cabinets into a truck simulator one, put it down like the end of some road so that in order to get there, it's like on some obscure highway in the flyover state. So you kind of have to have the full trucker experience to even get there. Yeah. And then it's kind of a pilgrimage for the diehard American truck simulator fan. You know what actually be, I'm taking a tangent here, but I think what would actually be extremely, extremely uh, financially, fiscally, fungibly rewarding for Cool Games Inc. is um, what are the most what are the most valuable game cartridges that exist right now? Let's see. It's, in, the, in the history of time, what are the ones that like they auction off for like eighty five thousand dollars? There's like the uh, the ones from those Nintendo like Olympic yes. like, world so, champion so things. Event, special event based cartridges like the track and field one that's mm-hmm. worth like infinity dollars. I'm talking about the um, Donkey Kong Country uh, blockbuster tournament and Toys R Us tournaments that they had. That those carts are worth like a shit ton of money. I actually participated in mine and I just barely got boxed out of going to the nationals. Uh, yeah, heartbreaking. Uh, I had broken my jaw the day before, and so I was like, and you oh. still went? I still went. My face was like really fucked up, but I still went. That's I was your all- Kanye West through the wires moment. I was like whacked out of my mind on pain pills, which I think gave me the kind of clarity I needed to get Diddy Kong to do what I wanted him to do. But anyway, what if we just created special event versions of games that you could play in stores? And then when the stores were done with the event, we collected them and then held on to them for like 10 years. Then we resold them oh at a God. significant profit. Significant so, profit. And we'd like, have to like paint the top of the gold disc or paint the top of the disc gold or something like mm-hmm. that. But um, that'd be easy enough to do. It's, it's like taking that that sort of scheme that GameStop was accused of doing where they were like printing their own copies of I think Xenoblade or Metroid Prime Trilogy or some sort of game that was super rare and then like selling used versions for 80 bucks or o- unboxing them and reboxing them. We need to get... That's where the money is. We need to get on some sort of making a limited game and then holding on to it ourselves and selling it on like a, a burner eBay account. That's I mean, well, let's game. just take half of our gl- remaining Glasshouse stock and just go f- fucking throw it into the ocean. And now we're talking about yeah. some scarcity. I do. We need to introduce. I like that. That's our theme this week is introducing scarcity to yeah. our. That's that's what we need to. to All right. Succeed. So last uh, last week is brand cost. This time it's introducing scarcity. Introducing scarcity. Well, check this out. We've got a really great suggestion from Nelson Bergen, who uh, has one word for us, and I think it speaks for itself. Gexcom. <laughs> I also favorited that one. That's a very good suggestion. Yeah. So what, what? are we? I mean, uh, we're just talking about like a smart Alec lizard who is fighting aliens in turn based combat. I think so, but where's this? Where's the scarcity in this? I think I think he's scared. the scarcity would be he only has one line of dialogue that he says every time you move him from like point A to point B, or like he does a shot, or in a cutscene, he only yeah. has a single line of dialogue, just staying true to Gex's form, <laughs> right? That's or, just... or what if we introduce scarcity in the form of there is only one, either only one copy or only one player who gets the full Gex voice experience, which is. We have Dana Gould Skype in, yeah. watch you play, and kind of like improvise Gex commentary <laughs> so in real time based on your behavior. Yeah, we're introducing a sort of theater aspect into it. Yeah, which I really like. I find that appealing. But I find that appealing, too. Uh, speaking of theater, um, we've got one that – this is another one of those ones where I'm like, oh, this idea is almost too good to be on our stupid joke show. I'm wondering if um, it's the same one I'm looking at right now. Is, is it from Gregory Glass? No. Gregory Glass suggests a Twitch play style crowd input game where Twitch controls the actions of two actors locked in a room together. Are they real? Yes. Real, they're real people. There are two human two human beings. That with sounds like a fucking on. Shia LaBeouf like art project. Yeah, it does. You're you're right. What's the what's the problem? That, that sounds, is done. I want something that's gonna be fucking creatively stimulating. I, you can't create scarcity if this shit exists in other places. I don't think I don't know, man. I think there's a scarcity to that. I think it's an event based gaming experience. We put a subscribe button on our Twitch channel. I think that it's, I don't know. 
Well, fine. I love breaking boundaries, breaking barriers, breaking Benjamin. Like, I love that all that shit. I really do love breaking Benjamin. It's so a cold. great band. I love it's all their songs. Song. Um, here's one, and I think this one's really good. It's from John Dudebro. John Dudebro said, massively multiplayer musicals. Okay. So, you know, like, imagine like a rhythm game, but you are playing a bit part in a musical, or maybe you're the fucking lead, but the way that we introduce scarcity into this idea is you click on Steam, and you're like, I would like to purchase this for, I mean, fuck, dude, I think if we create enough scarcity, we could charge like a hundo bucks, mm-hmm. but before you can even buy it, you have to audition. Oh, for us? Well, for, for yes. Or do we outsource sure that? Well, I guess uh, one of the players could be the director of the musical, and we could do like all that shit. Like one of the one of the players could be the person who just like sells advertisements to local businesses to put in the program to buy the costumes. So does How this that- scale? Are there multiple instances of the musical? Like, is it like the ship, or is there just the one? No, yeah. There's there's multiple musicals you can be watching at any time. So there'd be like a lobby system. You could be a spectator. Oh, certainly, my just, God. I think most players are going to be spectators because like, and that'll that'll the spectator will be free. That comes with the demo mode. But if you want to actually like audition for the show and you get cast, you have to pay a hundred dollars to like download the client to be in the show. And then you're doing like a rhythm game thing. You could do a karaoke thing where you sing in time. We could license shows from. Uh, we could license shows from like different companies, right? So like we could get like uh, the the King and I or something like that, and then right. you, we would actually license it, and then a, a bunch of people in a massively multiplayer environment would perform it for a, a, a lobby of spectators using both rhythm game inputs and live karaoke singing. Oh my gosh! So everyone's mic'd in. There's a VoIP component, but there's, there's a also a VoIP component. But I mean, there can also be supporting mini games like costume design. Where you could be on like some Second Life shit where you're actually designing oh, virtual clothes for people. We're definitely charging for that. I think I like your $100 if you get cast. But what about like if you want to be an understudy, that's 50 bucks. Like I think we – there are ways for us to monetize through the nose on this bad boy. And you know that's my my role in most of these projects. I think I think it's an attractive proposition of just like you're going to get that fame that you – oh, that everybody craves. Um, oh, yeah. You'll pay whatever amount of money you want for it. It doesn't even matter the size of the part. You could be doing Wizard of Oz and you're in the corner and you get up there and you're like, as coroner, I must have I thoroughly examined her and she's not only merely dead, she's really quite sincerely dead. End of part. You're done. Like, you're out of the show from that point on. You done did your shit. But, like, maybe that's how you start up and you work your way up. Totally. People are and, like, damn, that corner was killing it. Did you guys see was that last it. night? And the next time they do fucking Susicle, you get Horton the Elephant. Congratulations. Gosh, that sounds good. I be, I'm a big fan of um, Bluntmaster. 421 which is weird i guess 420 was taken but like i'm really proud of the arc that he's taken and i've really enjoyed watching his craft develop i i'm gonna be honest with you griffin though this any video game that requires like trusting the players to not just have a live mic and shriek into it at full volume just like (laughs) well that's the thing that's the thing you can't go to oh my god this game's idea is so fucking good you can't just go i i grew up doing community theater shit in in huntington west virginia the fucking hotbed of uh theatrical uh artistic development where the first musical was invented where yeah where musicals were rogers and hammerstein first met and fell in love um but it it i grew up doing that shit and every time you go to a musical that you're not in part of you is secretly hoping that it is just a fiasco Mm -hmm. part of you is just secretly hoping that like the uh, lights up act one scene one and then fucking Stella walks into the living room and the front door just falls the fuck off the hinges and collapses half of the set. And then you're still doing the show. The show must go on. You're always hoping for that. So like to to give you the agency to do that without the repercussions of a million people. Well, a million people weren't coming to see shows in Huntington, West Virginia, but like <laughs> 45 people like standing up and yelling, this stinks and walking out. And the audience, maybe the audience, you can charge them like 15 bucks to have microphone capabilities as a spectator. Oh my God. This is getting to like the something awful forums level of nickel and diamondum in a way that I can, I can 100% get behind. But but maybe that's for wild mode. Right. There's standard mode where we can have like touring production companies come in and be like, fucking Hamilton is hot as hell right now. Maybe we could get them. To like get to do the whole show in this space, but for that, like all of the the like shenanigans would be turned off. But you would have to. Oh my god, you could charge for tickets. We could sell tickets to this. We could sell tickets, and we would get a small cut. But you could so, have a theater that is impossible in the physical space, right? Because it would like be so gigantic that it would collapse on itself. 
This we're, might be, we're on some like fucking Neil Stevenson dude, like this, virtual world shit right now. This was like this is not a joke. This is the future of theater. This like, the, if, I mean, it's the future of everything. If you could sit back in your chair and instead of having to to schlep your way to the theater, you pop on the old Rift, and then you're there in the dopest, biggest theater of all time, and all the actors are these beautiful unblemished robot people in a set that is immersive interactive goes beyond the edges of the stage yeah that's it's better than real life it's better than theater well okay just another let's just brainstorm all of the many infinite ways that we could get fucking infinite money out of this thing i need to start like writing these down we've already got like seven yeah quick quick quick. um i'm talking about with your ticket you can pay this this fee you could probably turn down maybe five dollars um to make it so that you on your on your local console, your local VR console experience, um, just for you only, it replaces all of the skins of the people on stage with whatever the fuck you wanted it to be. Maybe it's just like fucking dinosaurs with giant dicks. Like oh, if that's man. what you want to see in this production of Stomp the Yard, was that a play or a movie? That was a play. Well, we'll stomp do the first. We'll do an adaptation. If oh. you want to see this adaptation, of Stomp the Yard, starring a bunch of bit, like really well hung, you know, prehistoric. You can skin lizards. them to look like they're in Stomp. Everyone's got like trash can shoes and lids and <laughs> Stomp, Stomp in quotation marks, or Stomp colon the Yard. Yeah, maybe we launch with just Stomp colon the Yard as our first musical. Well, no, that's I. I don't know how dialed you are, dialed in you are to like the 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 hot theater scene right now but stomp the yard has um stomp the yard and and shows like stomp the yard have kind of gone away for the most part Mm, that that type of the sort of more silly interactive blue man group stuff is not not killing the way not not so much killing it okay um this idea is amazing do you want to like speed around through some other stuff and then if we don't find anything better, we just, like, really settle into I'm into, into that, because I feel like there's some things that maybe didn't yeah, get a Yeah, that was, like, our fourth suggestion. I didn't know how good it was going to be. All right, we'll put, really a, we'll put a pin in that. Um, here's one from uh, Ryan on Twitter, RJ Hamburger, who says, Hockey, but with swords. And I think this one is deceptively simple-sounding, because you're thinking, oh, it's hockey, but then when they fight each other, there's bloodshed, people losing limbs, which is like, ha, that's great. That's not what's cool about this to me. What's cool about this to me is... You're, so guys, on his, they use skis? Is that what they use in hockey? They use yeah, skis. Yeah, they use fucking skis, you I think dollars. they use skis. I'm 89% sure they use skis. So you ski or whatever. That's what that sport to needs the- is to make its agents slower. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they use, uh, they use skates. Skates. Skis? Oh, skis are the ones with the long ones, Yeah, right? they're the long ones, bud. Okay, I forgot about the word for the small ones. So they skate up to the puck, right? And he, re- he sort of rears back with his, his bastard sword, right? Swings at the puck. He's cut the puck in half. Now you got two half pucks bouncing around the arena, each worth half a point. Now the team is divided, going after each half puck, and every, well, actually, not every slice. You can either hit it with the sharp end of the sword to cut the puck, or the broad side of the sword for sort of a slap shot. And at that point, you've got a subversion of hockey where there are multiple pucks in play, and the addition, obviously, the clear benefit of having high-grade metallic weaponry yeah. in the mix. Let me just um, just shoot this whole shitty idea down with just one thing, um, because I don't know how much regular hockey you watch, but if, if there was a hockey where multiple pucks were in play, um, let me just sort of recreate what the audio experience of that would be. So it'd be like, okay. it would be like whistle, and then they drop the puck that's been cut into like six pieces. Um, so it'd be like... Brruh, brruh, icing. Ice, icing again. Icing a third separate time. <sighs> Four different concurrent icing penalty. Okay, now you guys iced three pucks at the same. Like, no, it would be horrible. We would. I mean, obviously, we'd mo- we would modify the rules, Griffin. By which I mean, there would be no rules. That puck was icing and offsides, and it also scored. The so puck was offsides. It's point three to one point eighty five. Fuck, this is a bad game in sport. I think it's a good game and a good sport, but I respect your disagreement. What do you have then? I got a whole bunch. I got this one from Andy at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I looked, Andy. It seems like you're having a great time, but like I'm looking at your icon, it's like it's a guy at a beach. He looks like he's just like fucking living it up, Andy. I thought, I thought you were saying you waltzed on down to the the beach and no, picked know, up I'm, a suggestion from Andy. Uh, Andy at the beach says NFL blitz, but for Pee Wee football, this would be pretty sick. Um, I mean, all football in all forms should be 30 yard first downs and no mm-hmm. penalties, just right. Um, but with children, I think we could have a lot of fun with that. Okay, are you worried that this is just NFL Blitz, but with children? 
I don't know that worried is the word I would use. Because that, to me, I just don't know that that is a better proposition than Blitz to the average consumer. Yeah, I guess that's true. Adults are, adults are typically just way better at sports. How about this one from Moss Piglet, a handsome butt on Twitter, who says... Kohl's fucking sucks and gives me a migraine every time I go in there. And the other shoppers are rude a lot, too. <laughs> I like I, this one. I do, too. But I think that maybe they just just needed some place to put this energy. An outlet? And they saw a lot of their friends using the Cool Games Inc. hashtag. And they were like, I just got to let somebody know. I need the people to know. Well, I don't think that that's a reason to not see it through as an idea, right? Yeah. Just cuz just cuz it was maybe a mistake or not not a game idea on its face. I like I like that. I like the difference. So is the problem the the per, the sort of candles or the perfume? What aspect of Kohl's is it do you think that's giving a handsome butt? I thought they just sold shoes. No, they they have they have all sorts of stuff. They got it's mostly like clothes. It's like a department store type thing. You can get your Levi's there. You can get they got it all. It's like a, it's like a Sears. There's a makeup section. I think mean, I think maybe it just sounds like Moss Piglet's local Coles is pro- is problematic because I, I I think I've been on a Coles like once or twice and I don't remember it sticking out as a particularly negative experience in my life. Mm, yeah, the headache thing is the part that's stumping me. So I would actually say you might want to hop on over to WebMD and self-diagnose that because I don't I don't know that we can help you. While we're talking about stores you find at the mall, though, here's a really good one from Ross L. Four S's and an underscore on Twitter. Uh, who says, you work at Rack Room Shoes and your school bully makes you measure his feet every day as if he forgot what size he wears. <laughs> I don't understand. So he, as a as a means of bullying, he knows that you are contractually obligated by your employer to measure every foot that comes yeah. into that store if they ask for it. So every day he comes in and he's like, hey, Griffin, I think I might have had a growth spurt last night yeah. in the tow department. Want to <laughs> give these a quick measure? <laughs> That's a really weird way to bully somebody. Also, it's why a, do the why who needs assistance in using the foot measure? It's literally foot shaped, and you just dunk your guy in there, and then you squeeze the metal together until it hurts, and that's your thing. Do you? Are you squeezing it till it hurts? Yeah, you want a tight fit, or else I you guess you do. You don't want a loose shoe if you're running or kicking. Yeah, but I don't think you need to do it till it till it hurts. I, I mean, I don't think this bully needs the help. I think he's doing this as a psychological warfare tactic, and yeah. I like this because it's kind of got like a indie game, like a like I measure this foot every day is what you would call this, and and your goal is to find a way out of the cycle to break the cycle of measuring this man's foot every day. How do you do this while remaining employed at Rack Room Shoes? Because you are coming up on 11 months and at 12 it's, months you get benefits. It sounds like a weird asymmetrical competitive version of cart life. Yeah, yeah. You're just like two guys who have carts that are just trying to make each other more miserable. Yeah. Um, can I, let's do a, co- a competition between okay. two game titles submitted to us by two different people, mm-hmm. and we'll just do who wore it best. Uh, I got this one from Robbie Vogel, who says, Treasures for Terry 2, Terrible Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very good. But mm-hmm. then there's this one from Jordan Ho Ho Hopez. I think it's just Jordan Lopez who maybe has been kind of slow yeah, to adjust. Dog, it. it's March. You got to take down those Christmas lights <laughs> off your Twitter name. It's it's about time. Jordan Lopez says Duck Dynasty Fabula Nova Crystallis. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> kind of a Final Fantasy sort of Atlas vibe on the. End I mean, yeah. Um, it's hard to say because I like the idea. I, I'm curious as to how we could extend the universe of Duck Dynasty. I am quite too. as I, far as thirteen two or thirteen thirteen two thirteen two three, like all that. Totally. Like, I, I would love to see the sort of logical extension. My only problem is that those guys are just despicable. They're not good people, but I have watched that show before, and I have had the thought cross my mind, like, what would this be like with Summons? Yeah. How would I, this program be different with Summons? At the summons? same time, I would love to know what kind of scrapes Terry's getting into. I, that, to me, is my winner, for and real, t- though, and it's between the those two, two. It's the two that's really got me got me just all teased up because like you think about like uncharted one was an okay game uncharted right. two fucking that's, that's where, where that series it. set sail so read it to me one more time because i want to make treasures sure treasures ev- for terry two terrible trouble <laughs> okay <laughs> Tre- 
friendships for Terry is just really, really funny. I don't even have, I can't add to it. I can't contribute. I just like, am playing the phrase treasures for Terry in See, my See, I'm head. more into the terrible trouble part. Because rarely does a subtitle really let you know just sort of the mood of the game experience. It sounds here, terrible trouble. It's not, the first half sounds like such a light, fun platforming experience. But then the second half sounds like it's fu- something fucking bad is happening. Oh, no. It's See, I don't, I, don't read it, I don't read it like a fucking band of marauding like uh, killers like has taken over the resort island where Treasures for Terry 2. Well, his name wouldn't be Treasures for Terry 2. It'd probably <laughs> just be Terry. Terry is the man. Was, was vacationing. Plan. I'm reading it more like Terry is a, a boy who crashed his parents' car and then Good Burger style has to figure out a way to raise enough money to get it fixed before they get back from their their two week trip away. That's still that's still hijinks though. That's still mischief. He's in terrible trouble. He's in like Somalian pirates have boarded terrible Terry. Nope, not terrible. Wait, what about terrible Terry? Well, terrible no, Terry's that's... his opponent. I hate that. <laughs> you don't like terrible terrible Terry is the Metal Sonic of no. the Treasures for Terry universe. No, Metal Terry is the Metal Sonic of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So then there's a Shadow the Terry, then, that is what I'm thinking of. He's got a gun and a motorcycle. Yeah, and then Terry and Shadow Terry, in this Word document that I have open on my computer, are are kissing a lot. Oh, yeah. Cream is there, too. Don't get me started on Terry Tales. (laughs) Terry Terry Cream is there, and uh, it's about to get extremely real. I feel like we should probably just call, if we're putting a Cream the Rabbit in this game, it should just be called Dairy. That's very the, good. That was a good you. joke, Nick Robinson. I feel good about the joke. All right, I think I think our the one we're going with is this virtual. It's got to be VR based, right? Like it's let's let's totally. establish some facts. VR based, um, ry- rhythm karaoke game, um, MMO musical. What, what are we calling this thing? I mean, lately we've been we've been figuring out the names with the help of a special guest, and I think this could be our chance to do that. What about Broadway Dreaming? I don't know about Broadway Dream. <laughs> I'll put it in my back pocket. How about Broadway Baby? I do like. Okay, see now you're now you're just speaking my language directly. How about we call it Fiddler on the Rift? <laughs> Fuck. I guess I guess we do. Does that does that? I don't want to box out the the uh, the Vive. Yeah, the Vive users yeah, or even shit. PlayStation VR. Um. All right. Well, it'll come to us. I think it's time that I think this. I think this nug is polished enough. I think we should. Uh, I think we should get our special guest on. All righty. I'll I'll bring her on. So this week, our special guest is a new Polygon hire and video team member, Simone De Rochefort. Hey, Simone. Hi, guys. Are Simone, you ready to dazzle me? Um. Well, we were kind of hoping that it would maybe work the other way around because you're eh? still kind of in like a pro- probationary period. Eh? Mm-hmm. Um. And and like being able to be like good and endearing in podcasts. Is like hmm. so essential to work here at Polygon because we're kind of known for our podcast. We, yep. No, I, I don't think so. I think I was promised the power over you, and I think I'm going to take that and run with it. So um, I hope you don't mind. Oh, we say a lot of things during interviews to try to get people on board. You know, that's just that's the lay of it's the land. Ha- it's how we attract the big names. Simone, how familiar are you with the theater? Very, sir. <laughs> no, the, no acting. What? I'm not acting. Well, no, I guess, I guess, no, I guess acting is actually good in this particular <laughs> case. How, how, how familiar are you with the theater? Don't act. Uh, what do you want from me? I mean, did you grow up doing theater? Do you understand I the did. difference between a cat's and a guy's and dolls? Yes. Yes, I do. One of them Very has Mr. So. Mistopheles and the other one should. That's the difference. Absolutely. <laughs> um, because that's going to be important. Obviously, you know stuff about video games or we wouldn't have hired you. Um, cause everybody, I mean, we put you through like an MLG pro gamer test before mm-hmm. we even mm-hmm. let you, that's like the first wave of the polygon job application process. Sure. Of course. Um, and you cleared that with a plum. I mean, yeah. you were setting, you were setting high scores on halo. One time I was having trouble with the boss fight in kingdom hearts. And I called up Simone. I was like, Simone, can you beat it for me? And she did it. One try. So, that's the story of the only time share play has ever been used on the PS4. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, but but it's good that you also have some knowledge of the art of hu- real life human interaction, but scripted. Yes, that's how I live. It's my good. Life. It's good that you know about stage play. I'm scared. I'm very scared right now. I'm saying we've developed an amazing game that sounds like it's right up your alley. I don't know why that would be cause for fear. <laughs> 
maybe I just don't trust you yet. I mean, we've only known each other a short time. I'm not sure. And that's one of the qualities that when we found that in you, we were like, we got to have her. She doesn't trust anything. Mm-hmm. We need that, that skepticism. Um, Nick, you want to walk us in? Sure. So, like like Griffin kind of alluded to, uh, everybody loves everybody loves the theater. <laughs> you know, if there's one thing that I've if there's one thing that I've ever said that's definitely true, it's the, the sentence "everyone loves the theater." Um, and and like Nick, we didn't Nick, we didn't even really talk about this, but you referencing Mr. Mistopheles, are you are you? Let's just say I took a uh, class in high school where we had to build the sets for theater and they made us watch Cats once. Let's just say that. (laughs) Okay, Um, do you remember the train cat from Cats? Because that mm -mm. was... He was having... You know, they they all kind of tape into their little leotards. He was very... It it was a traumatizing moment for me as a teen. I don't remember. I'm going to be honest. My my 16-year-old psyche really kind of just honed in on Mr. (laughs) Mistopheles and and everyone else in my periphery (laughs) blurred. And my whole, everything about my my lifestyle, and and at least two or three of my my fetishes, to be frank, are built on Mr. Mr. M. I see comments on your vines all the time like, this boy has good style and good fashion. And it's like, that's all Mistopheles. Mm-hmm. That's Mistopheles <laughs> 101, which is the name of uh, the classes I'm holding in L.A. later this summer. Um, Mistopheles 101. It's a full examination of the various uh, characters who have portrayed, portrayed Mr. M and yeah. where they are now. And I'm I'm leading a class just uh, right across the hallway that kind of gets to the point a little bit like faster. And it's just called How to Masturbate to Cats. <laughs> I thought that was a little... <laughs> Whatever. It's it's not classy, but I guess the job done. I mean, Anyways. But no, no, no. I mean, it's the same class, literally the exact same course material. It's Griffin, just... if people haven't figured that out by now, can they really ever truly master <laughs> it? And can also, they master that that's domain? A good thing about, that's a good thing about cats. It makes it actually pretty intuitive. <laughs> There's also a, a pun somewhere in there about course material and talking about how a cat's tongue is rough, but I feel like if we get, like, if we deviate onto that, we'll never get back on track. Um, um, yeah, we're already wildly, wildly off track. So, uh, you okay. know how Griffin was like, do you love the, the magic of seeing real people in person portraying uh, a story? Uh, what if we took all the real people out of that? and all, Well, not all the real people, but what if we were able to, I guess, transcribe that experience into a one that you could access from your living room, uh, in like in your underwear, just sitting there in a headset, but you still have the thrill of live actors who can and probably will make mistakes. I uh, I'm interested. I you already you sold me on underwear because that is my state of being. Uh, sure. What are the people? Are the people in my home? Is that what you're oh saying? Oh my god, me? no. That would be a bad game. <laughs> Am I sitting? How did you mis- how did you misinterpret it that bad? Like, hey, I'm Mark. Hey, I'm Susan. Anyway, this anyway, you're in town. Here maybe, we go. Simone, I know Griffin said we screened you to make sure you knew about games before we hired you, but I'm maybe wondering how much you know about Did you think that the, when you play video games those people are like in your house? Is that how not? you thought it worked? The little people in the TV that I call to to act out for me? Yeah. yeah. They're not real. I was curious during your MLG Pro Gaming test why you kept talking to Master Chief. Like, good shooting, buddy. Why I kept weeping every time someone died. spraying raid at the Zergs on your monitor. Yeah, you kept trying to call the cops every time (laughs) Master Chief killed somebody. Seems very problematic. Um, Okay, no. Maybe you're explaining it wrong. Go back. I'm also, yes, that's true of Nick. (laughs) What we're talking about is a MMO, an online environment imagine like a second life but better okay um and with just like people aren't just doing it everywhere less furries Um, or more furries well you mentioned cats well okay that's you're getting you're you're jumping way way ahead of us okay as many furries as you want though is the answer to that question (laughs) um and there can be imagine like you pop into this game and you see a lobby and the lobby's just lists of plays that are going on right now oh tight rent I, that one is going to really take me back to a simpler time. And you hop into Rent, mm-hmm. and what you see are virtual actors. Oh. No, I'm sorry. Real people acting virtual. Man, this is a hard game to yeah. talk about, Nick. We really didn't even is. think about the. We didn't really workshop the sales pitch for this game. And yeah. I just I, you know how I know it. we didn't workshop the sales pitch? is because you thought telling a potential investor that it's like Second Life was a good idea. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> okay, so now we'll bring on a second guest on this one. And now we know, like, this will just be our warm up. We know sure. not to stay away from anything even remotely related to Linden Labs. I've already <laughs> lost all of my money. Um, okay, well, just imagine we hadn't said that. So we're talking about a virtual world where real people using, I don't know, probably the Vive 
I watched my first Vive video of Ben Kuchera, like, mixing up a potion using a Vive. I was like, this looks sick as fuck. But imagine instead of mixing up a potion, you're mixing up emotion. And the, <laughs> and the hit rock off the rent. shit, Griffin. Um, Damn, when are you dropping your mixtape? Uh, this that is it. sick. <laughs> I'm distributing. We're not putting this on the podcast feed. It's going up on Bandcamp. Name your own price. All right, cool. Um, Speaking so, of naming your own price, that is not an option in this game. Everything no. is a very regimented monetization structure. Tickets will be anywhere from nine ninety nine to nine ninety nine, as in a thousand dollars. Right. Um, we will have the full course of ticket prices, and that's that's not even touching how we're going to nickel and dime the actors themselves for the the honor really of participating in yeah. the world's first true VR acting. To download this VR acting app. You pay nothing. It's mm-hmm. free to play. You get into it that way. But then you find out somebody's doing a, a presentation of Fiddler on the Roof, and the like lobby spot for Tevya is still open. Oh, <sighs> shit, you think. I'm going to audition for that. You go to the audition. You audition for free, still free, and the, the gameplay interface, imagine sort of like a rhythm game, but with like karaoke singing elements. So no, see, it's I... piping, using voice over IP, it's piping the voice live to, in this case, the director, but then later the whole audience. But meanwhile, to make sure that you're nailing the facial expressions and and everything else that an actor is doing in a musical, all of that is done with a uh, either the Vive Wands or like a DualShock 4. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of mixed messages here because for one minute I was on the couch in my underwear watching a play and now yeah. I'm in the play. No, you don't have to be if you just want to spectate. I, I think there will probably be some like free shows, although you know those aren't going to be the good ones. You totally get what you pay for. So I get paid <laughs> for being in the theater. shows. Absolutely not. Oh, no, you pay us. Any money off oh, you pay us. Oh. Um, in, in fact, if, you, if you're watching, uh, if you're watching uh, uh, Fun Home and you're really, really getting into it... Um, and you know that you 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 will be you would definitely be charged a ticket probably for like a modern production like Fun Home because first of all they're gonna have to pay licensing fees. Of we're like we're we're putting money back into the the theater economy, um, and then you're watching them play it. Now, say you did want every actor in the musical Fun Home to be a furry, like have some sort of furry skin for they an do. extra extra amount of money, and I would say maybe like five bucks. You locally can see whatever skins you want on these people. <gasps> So instead, of the, instead of the default skins, there are a bunch of foxes and rabbits and things. Can I upload my own skins? Oh, that's a good question. Are we going to have Steam Workshop skins? support in here? Um, yeah, I'm, I worry. I worry about that because then you could upload, like, if you're doing Fiddler and you upload, like, the weird weird like a person definitely spent like uh, 20,000 man hours on this uh high resolution skyrim nudity patch yeah it's yes. not it's not diddler on the roof it's fiddler on the roof <laughs> come on not for this um <laughs> why are no, you but, giving me the option to be in the play if i can't also change everyone else to look i mean well, i can't change everyone else to look how i want to look cuz you said i could make them furries right i'm saying you could if you have steam workshop support and the full range of like modification capabilities and you can make them all look naked and then the reviews for that particular production would be like it was great but like saw a whole bunch of ding dongs mm-hmm. and that's something we want to avoid also that. we also want to close that off because uh, Griffin and I, I don't think you know our full financial history here. We are looking to everywhere we can just sort of plug these potential holes where money could leak into any pockets but our own. We're yeah. in Cool Games Inc. is, uh, kind of, let's, let's say we're at the beginning of an upward arc, like the very mm. beginning, like the part where it hasn't yeah. started to move up at all yet. Um, I, but I, I want to I talk think... about plugging holes. I don't see why the actors can't be naked. <laughs> Good, uh, nice, good nice. stuff. This kid, I refuse. No, no, Simone. I'm glad that you're. I'm glad that you're helping us out with this. That you volunteered your time. But I'm not going to take what it could possibly be the most important thing to happen to theater in it, possibly the history of the the stuff. It honestly is the most important thing. Like, think about the. Let's say you're an actor who your career is kind of winding down. You're in your late. F- 20s to 30s and you and you you see you you know that in your heart you know in your heart though that you were meant to play the little the little newsboys from newsies Mm -hmm. thanks to our tech you can you can make that possible because we can resize the models. We can make you a four and a half foot can't, tall can't CGI change the polygon voice, boy. Though, so we'll still be a little boy, possibly a furry, who's like, "Hey, Mister, do you wanna buy a pipe?" <laughs> We're fighting for control of the presses. I've never seen or heard newsies. So what There's happens a- to the... 
<laughs> what happens to the people who are watching the play live in the theater? Are they watching the same performance, or is this just a special VR-only version of the play? I so, think... So, one important thing, Simone, to note is that uh, we will be offering the ability, obviously for a fee, uh, to have a live mic for audience members, right? So, like, if you oh, yes, are yes. a heckler, we could, for, for a few bucks, we could give you throwable fruits in case you want to fully heckle them. We can let you yell things out mm. in the crowd. Because um, we think that's a, that is, like, literally You think like, that that's every- what makes the theater... That that's what yeah. would save the theater. Is. Yeah, or more importantly, it's a potential avenue for monetization for me and Griffin, which I can't stress uh, enough. Can't, is, of course, yeah, that's yeah. the point of every, this entire venture. It's Are they really, virtual fruits or real um, fruits? Well, Simone, think about that. <laughs> still, there's a line. There's a thing about <laughs> video games and the line between reality and fiction that I no. think. Yeah, as many have, talents no, as you I'm have. When you, were, when you were a kid, did you have some sort of fucking Captain In experience where you were pulled into the <laughs> game and suddenly the, the digital world listen, was made manifest? Listen, you sell VR gloves to every audience member that comes into that theater so that they can throw virtual fruits. I don't hey, see Simone, what's so weird about this. That's another monetization real, scheme not, for you. It's not a real theater, though. But it's, it's not, a, and it's not a real theater. And it's not a real fruit. What I, I, I want, you said? I'm confused. It's all digital. We're not going to go around town to town building theaters. <laughs> That's not what we do here. We don't go around. Hey, guys, we're putting together a little black box. It should be pretty easy to run. Like, we're not fucking Johnny Appleseed traveling the land building theaters together. Where are the actors? In a virtual stage. The whole thing, the whole thing is fake. It's all computers. Everything is a lie. But they're no. I mean, do you think that way about all video games? Are you like, real? oh, guys, I caught a Pikachu today. I can't wait to <laughs> pet him with my real hand later. Like, I no, watched no, the Pokemon Go commercial. I know that Pokemon are real. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> uh, it's if only. Like, I don't okay. want to be the one who yanks this this out of your hands. But L- let's don't, apparently you stop talking right now. If that's There's... what you're gonna do. There's a lot of exciting functionality that we've dreamed up. Yes. Include include that but let's I guess get back to brass tacks, which is to okay. say it's a virtual <laughs> theater with virtual actors acting in it. Their interactions are being governed by their real life Vive movements. Mm-hmm. And then you as a viewer are sitting in the virtual theater also wearing a virtual headset. It's all virtual, everyone's jacked in. <laughs> everyone's at home. Okay. Okay. And I can choose to be a virtual actor in the virtual play. Well, you got to audition. And then I if you get selected, you got to pay a Fine. pretty steep fee to be in the show. So it's just as prohibitive as the real theater. Yes. Which may or may I'm, not be full of real people. I don't know anymore. It's like if the people who, if the, the if Shakespeare was alive today, the inventor of theater, as everyone knows, if Shakespeare was alive today, what would he have done differently about the entire modern structure of, of acting and of playwriting and all that? What would he do differently? That, but he would also find ways to slip little microtransactions in there. Like that's a no-brainer yeah. to me. And mm-hmm. I think like hundred bucks if you get cast in the role, you're so excited that you got cast that you're gonna you'd pay be, up. But then you'd come to him and be like, Shakespeare, I don't have that kind of money. Is there no way that? Oh, it's just a twenty pence. <sighs> that's how he sounded and yes. how he did it. That is so, how he sounded and how he did it. How much would it cost for me to play every single role in Hamilton? Oh, oh fuck me! Mm. I mean, first of all. You're being a little presumptuous that you would like get the get all the parts. I assume that money like, well, can buy me anything. Well, Griffin, so. are you opposed to her having like a private server where she's pays the fees to be the director and then casts herself in every role? Like that's easily nine hundred and fifty dollars we're making just off Simone. Yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to that model. There might and not I'm be desperate. a huge. I guess it's just like it seems like an ambitious. Like if you're gonna go. If you're gonna one woman bandit, that seems like an ambitious way to like start. Like I would, maybe I would do like a Children of Eden or something to like. Mm. Sure. I don't uh, know. It just seems because uh, uh, hmm. if the, if it's all mapped to your Vive motions, even if you're switching voices for different characters, the yeah, fact that's that all problem. of them are moving the same, like the only part that would look right is when you all bow at the end. Everything else would be a shit show. <laughs> it just kind of sounds like you're shitting on my dreams, and I'm. Well, 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 we're not. I know like, I came here to shit on your dreams. But okay, but I, I would love to hear. Can you do confrontation from Les Misérables, but both voices <laughs> at the same time? Unless you have like that weird, like you're possessed by Throat the devil. Singing. Yeah, you're. Yeah. <laughs> You have a point, but what if I could? What if I could record my 
myself and then but like then it's, no 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 you're missing oh, the entire okay, the okay, point okay, of the thing is that the point of the thing is it sounds like all three of us have sat through some bunko community theater in our lives and the whole time you're sitting there you're just wondering like when is something going to go just terribly terribly wrong i don't want peter pan to fall and hurt themselves but if they do get stuck up there on the stage for like the whole act and have to do their whole part while suspended in the air from a harness in the exact same space in 3d space like I would very much enjoy to see that. And this virtual world gives you a chance to like have things like that happen, but not worry about the repercussions of a person embarrassing themselves in a real room full of like 200,000 people. Because if it gets too real, you can just turn your computer off. Boop. Mm-hmm. If you can't deal with the anxiety, if the actor's nightmare, you know, where you like wake up and it's like, oh, time to do this play. Oh, God, I haven't rehearsed. That's fine. Just turn your fucking computer off and you don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> the character on stage just falls limp like it ragdolls immediately. <laughs> and then you just go to your kitchen, eat some string cheese. But if someone is acting in virtual reality mm-hmm. as Peter Pan, doesn't that mean they're like hung up in a harness in their living room somewhere? No, nah, dude. Doesn't that mean fake. when they get stuck there alone? <laughs> no, because Simone, it's it's actually it's all pretend. We're actually going to do that all in post using virtual like video game technology. You know, remember when you were playing Halo for your job interview and we made you hold a real gun in your hand while you did it? Well, but wait, if I'm acting in a play, I'm moving mm-hmm. around my living room and it's being captured. That's true. You need the hardest. You're so fucking method, Simone. <laughs> I love that. That's how Why when Brando played Peter Pan, that's what he did. If not to play Peter Pan in my living room. Uh, that's what uh, I want to know. What's it for? Unfortunately, we don't have the Extreme Restraint sponsorship yet, so no. we, we can't plug that. Um <laughs> This is I just think this is I think what we have here at our in our hands right now is the best version of theater with everything that's tense and interesting about it still intact but everything that's stressful like yeah. memorizing lines to, for to, example you could just have it in front of you you could be like have it taped on the wall next to your your vibe and just never have to worry about it and to 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 sort of pare this idea down i'm envisioning kind of like the um desk what's the desktop games steam app oh tabletop simulator tabletop simulator yeah i'm imagining that but for theater where it's just like you can you you can go do the real thing and don't 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 get it twisted in many ways the real thing it's gonna still be very much the better thing to do it because you're gonna see well no you just speak the the better of like the actors and singers probably and the animations are gonna look better because it's real human forms um but isn't it easier to just play tabletop simulator in tabletop simulator to, to continue the metaphor, tabletop simulator you can just fucking flip the table anytime you want. What if That's you true. could like pay? A, a, you had special credits, and maybe it was like ten dollars for two credits. And at any point during a show, you could spend one of those credits to just run up to the stage and have a fucking bonus round up there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so fucking supermarket sweep it, just like knock over the whole set, and then whenever your credit expires, everything resets immediately. Listen, I think you have some good seeds of an idea here, but there's a lot of confusion, I think, for, for, for the layperson, shall we say. Mm, well, there's a lot of confusion. In what exactly you're offering. Yeah. I, I, think, I think this is on us at a certain point, Griffin, for not thoroughly screening Simone's knowledge of the difference between video games in real life. Yeah. Oh, wait. You said you were going to give me that... some names. What's this called? Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, I mean, bro- uh, the thing we came up with at the end of the break was uh, Broadway Dreams, or perhaps Broadway Dreamin', um, with an apostrophe, because I really feel like that's oh. a trend that has kind of fallen yeah. off. Like, what's everybody's favorite NES game of all time? That's right, Tubin, with an apostrophe. Mm-hmm. There's power There's power that's in the apostrophe. That's good SEO, too. It's great it's- SEO, because it <laughs> definitely won't show up in like Just, a URL and slug. Right. Or as, as two guys who have a podcast where literally more than half the audience puts a space in cool games. This is a public service announcement, by the way. Cool <laughs> games, all one word. Literally, if, I see every- a co- if I see a comma or a period in Cool Games Inc., you have fucked up. I, if I, because all day I see cool space game space Inc. We're just going to start not taking your submissions if you can't respect the name of our podcast. It's just, it's shameful, is what it is. Um, that's fair. Uh, but that's a bad, do you have it? Can you think of a better name for it? It's hard work. Yeah, it's it's your job though, so I don't know why well, you're asking me to do it. I mean, if, we, I think if we, if you had your druthers, we'd call it real theater in real life. <laughs> just to like R-T-I-R-L? really cool. That's- Ooh. Theater IRL? Well, no, we can't because it's not. It's I was not go- IRL. Man, we I, almost. <laughs> yeah, you was, almost. Uh, we almost went full Simone on that one, huh? <laughs> I love. I mean, no, that's important R-T-I-V-R. to have like this. I V R. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
stage. I want to get stage in there, I think, somehow. What about act, act out? Act, act up. Out. Well, that sounds like a party game and not uh. like a fucking platform that's going to... Damn, Nick, we need to really pair the next one back. We need to stop making these, like, world-changing platforms. It's true, because it's just hard. It's like... Sometimes I feel like the biggest problem we have on Cool Games Inc. is that we are five to ten years ahead of our time every time. No, listen. Mm. When you're talking to investors, you have to think big. You have to prove that you can see the future of where the tech is going. So you guys did good on that front. Okay. What about Griffin McElroy's Broadway Dreams? Nobody knows who you are and no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, Simone. So, so I didn't have to. What about? Okay, hold on. Wait. What if we did? Who's like um? Who's like a good stage actor? Who's the guy who plays Wolverine? Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's Broadway Dreams. Sure. Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman with Hugh Jackman. You still get your apostrophe in there, Griffin. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman's <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Now that now that the Wolverine franchise is kind of winding down, he's not doing anything. I really feel like it wouldn't be that tough because all we really need him to do is like the VO for the tutorial at the very beginning, and we can throw his name on it. Hello, it's me, Hugh Jackman. Press the B button. Welcome, welcome Press, to Hugh Jackman. Hello, welcome to Hugh Jackman. With it's Hugh like Jackman. he's in the room with me. Press the tab button to crouch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, I, I don't want to get too, too in the weeds on this, but that's something we haven't even talked about. Is it, is it a, it's a first person experience for the actors too? Absolutely. It has okay. to be. I, no, I want to be controlling my own body. No, you'll be controlling your whole body, view. but it'll be no, a first in third per- person view. Control, well, no, because like mm. this is a simulator of acting. How are you going to simulate acting if you can see yourself as you move around? I just always wanted to control my own body like a puppet. Well, that's a different game. That'll be next week's game. Okay, well, next fine, week's fine. game will be Simone's big real life puppeted journey. <laughs> but this week it's Hugh Jackman with Hugh Jackman. Okay, Puppeteer okay. Two. First person. That's fine. <laughs> I do like Griffin. You saying that you hit tab to crouch. One, not the standard button for crouching, but that's okay. Two, I like the idea of there being keyboard and mouse controls because I, I just love the idea of one of the actors yeah. being the dude who doesn't have a vibe who's just like circle jumping around the stage. And going, while they're si- while they're singing, it'll be like memories. <laughs> he's a music man. He's a what? He's a what? He's a music man, and he sells, cl- but he's also like rocket jumping over the other actors as he's doing it. It's like 76 trombones. Like, I'm fu- Hey, mate, it's me, Hugh Jackman. Press the caps lock key to make a crying face. <laughs> You're taking we- all the acting out of acting. I, I'm very confused. Well, your voice your voice will still be doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But your, your body's going to be, I can't it's- stress this enough, Simone, completely virtualized like Tron. Do you think why? we could... Um- <laughs> that tech that they use, the live 2D tech that they use to make those, like, very realistic anime girl faces, like, they're they're in a Fire Emblem Fates, there's a Steam piece of software you can use to map an anime girl's face to your face, which I did once while playing Hearthstone, and it was the best video game experience I've ever had. Oh my god. Do you think we could use that to so map that. webcam, like, emotions uh, in that way? I, it would mean that you have to have an anime face to do it. Yeah, that's not ideal, yes. I don't think. Yes. Well, then let's start doing stage adaptations of, like, Madoka Magica and Evangelion. That what hasn't been done yet. Yes. What's that? Uh, those are a couple of Japanese anime cartoons. Hello. Hey, mate, it's me, Hugh Jackman. I'd love to talk to you about Samurai Champloo. <laughs> Let me tell you about Walpurgis Knot. This game's for everyone. I think that's yeah. an important thing. Oh, to... it is not rated E for everyone, though. Oh, my <laughs> no, God. No, that's an important no. distinction. This game's for everyone with a lowercase e, but in terms of the ESRB, this game cannot legally be sold in a Walmart. It's There's going to be... Let me let me. Is this me one put of the very few adults only games? Um, I'm, st- I'm still rolling about Hugh Jackson with Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Thanks, good. Thanks. I just wanna, I think I'm just wanna... thinking about people seeing that. Like you know, Christmas morning, you like go down the stairs and it's like presents. Oh, presents! And you get so excited. I think about people seeing that name at the top of a post or in their podcast feed and how excited they're probably getting. Oh, be about totally. It. It's because uh, like. I'm also imagining that it has the same basic box art as that Wolverine game from the 360, where it's just Hugh Jackman with the the claws crossed across his face. Yeah, but there's like a a, a, a script for Oklahoma stabbed between. Right, it's a Hugh Jackman as Wolverine on like a Wolverine movie poster, but he's holding one of the sad masks and happy masks that represents yes. acting. I am this sold on stuff. this. Uh, I think we got it. I think so too, Griffin. This we. When is this train going to slow down? We every week we top ourselves. It's incredible. Uh, well, I know, and this is episode six. So, like, eventually, like, eventually, we're just going to become like addicted to something to just keep the ideas coming. 
We're in like right. the good part of the Beatles like life cycle right now. Yeah, it's only going to be a while before we're up on top of that Apple Center. Just like later, everybody. <laughs> it's episode nine. Simone, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I really, really hope that at least by the end of year one at Polygon, you have a even if it's not perfect, just a better sense of what a video game is. No, I see. I like I, the. I love the the um the this wonderful belief of just like what is real because if you think about it. We is don't it, know. We don't know. We this could no all be proof. a dream. That's true. Maybe Pikachu yeah. is real and I'm fake. <gasps> oh, God. Who are you? God damn, I hope Pokemon Go is good. I know it won't be, oh, but God. I really, really, don't. really want that game to be good. I mean, it- Pokemon Go sounds like a fucking cool game, Inc. like Brainstorm. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Pokemon Go is going to come out and it's going to be real. It's going to be the best game ever. And it's going to be as it has to be because if not, then like we live in a senseless universe where nothing happens for any reason. But anyway, thanks for listening to Cool Games, Inc. Make sure you like, love, and subscribe and review it on iTunes. And, and Simone, will you do us, because I know you studied up and listened to every episode before we recorded. Will you go ahead and do our outro tagline for us, please? Cool Games. They're the Cool Games, Inc. Yeah. It sounded a lot like Flintstones meet the Flintstones, yeah, though. That sounded pretty much <laughs> did it. exactly like it. Uh, it's exactly how you said it in the all six episodes that I definitely listened to yesterday. Well, so. touche. You got me there. Yep. Um... No, actually, the outro is. It sounds a little bit more like. Um, it, it goes something like I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. I'm Samantha Rochefort. No problem, fun. <laughs>